welcome to Perfectly Imperfect Girls. Today we'll be interviewing Madeline Morris, who is an ABC TV presenter and a former BBC presenter. Today we will be asking you seven questions, or ten questions, um, and three of them are the key three, which are three questions that we ask to everybody we interview. Um, the other seven questions we've made just for you um, at school when we had time to make them. So, um, Francesca, oh, sorry, I'm going to do the first question and Francesca will do the second. And it'll continue on like that for the rest of the time. Sounds great. So, the first question we're going to ask you is tell us a bit about your career. Sure. Well, I started off um, working in journalism in radio back in 1999 and I was very lucky to get a job straight out of university at the ABC. So I started off working for a year uh, in Rockhampton, which is my hometown. And then my friend and I wanted to go traveling. So I gave up my job, which in retrospect probably seemed like a bit of a risky move, but at the time it felt okay. Um, and I, we went over, we moved over to London. And when I was in London, I had a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend who worked for the BBC. So I asked if um, she could get me a trial show, a, a trial on her show. And I did as a producer. And then I started working there freelance and then I moved um, into a full-time role so I was lucky enough to work at the BBC for 11 years and there I had a really diverse um, career so I started off in radio and then I was a producer then I became a reporter then I became a presenter um, I worked in Washington for a little bit as a correspondent wow. there amazing. yeah that was amazing so yeah. cool. just for six months and uh, in Washington, but that was a really amazing experience during the Obama administration. And so, uh, yeah, and I was lucky enough to report or or produce from 12 countries in my in my career. Uh, sorry, from 20 countries in oh when I was in the BBC. Which, yeah, so that was really amazing, and and that was one that was one of the things that I really love about my time at the BBC was that I got to go and report from countries and that's one of the great things about being a journalist is because it's different from when you go there as a tourist because you yeah. go to the parts of the country that not are not really on the tourist trail and you get to meet the uh, ordinary people doing extraordinary things or the extraordinary people doing ordinary things and I got to meet so many amazing people doing that right around the world in Africa and Asia and the United States and Europe and um, and then, so I worked there for about 11, <clears throat> 11 years and then I had a baby in London and we decided to move back to Australia and that's when I started working for the ABC and, uh, again, and so for them I started again working in radio and then I moved to work for 7.30 which is a show, um, which is a current affairs TV show on the ABC and I did that for five years and for about the last year and a half I've been the finance presenter on ABC News Breakfast which is... The ABC's Brecky TV show. Um, so I get up at, at three o'clock in the morning every morning to wow. go and make the news. <laughs> wow. And I also and I also wrote a book along the way. Um, yeah, so that's that's me in a nutshell. That's amazing. Um, I actually saw you on the news a few days ago before I emailed you, and then I thought, yes, good. yeah. Oh, um, great. What did you think? What did you think of the news? 
<laughs> it was it was good. Good, yeah. <laughs> I think it was um I think it was um the one where you were talking about Bluey, I think doing a um thing about Bluey maybe. I think that was what I watched. Ah, okay, great. Well, that's a nice. I'm glad you saw that one because often on the news we have to do, do lots of reporting of sad stuff and stuff. I probably don't <laughs> want my own kids watching, so I'm glad yeah. that you're seeing something nice and positive. Yeah. Um, and Francesca, how long were you in London? How long were you in London for? I was there for about um, 11 years in London, all up. And before I lived in London, I. Um, spent a year living in France and Germany as well and I lived in France for a year after I finished high school as well I was lucky enough to go and do once I finished high school in Australia I went to high school in France for a year as well so um I've properly I've properly lived in five countries around the world which I feel very lucky about now because it's a lot harder to do these days with covid so I feel very lucky that I did it at the time um this is in one of our questions um but I wanted to ask, what was your favorite out of all the countries you visited or lived in? Yeah, so that's an excellent question. So, <laughs> uh, so look, I probably so I've lived in Australia, um, Germany, France, the UK, and the US. I think I, the UK feels like my second home, so I love that. I, the United States is so interesting. Mm. Um, <clears throat> what i loved yeah. about living and 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 it's just such a, an interesting it's so interesting because it's it's like 50 different countries you know there are 50 different states in the united states so the states yeah. is that can be a little bit like 50 different countries and that's really yeah. fascinating and when i lived in germany and france I, that was really interesting and it's quite hard living in a country where you don't speak the language initially because while you're learning the language that takes some time so that was tricky but it's really wonderful to be able to experience a different culture like that as well so i reckon probably the favorite country that i lived in that's not australia is probably the united states just because it was so interesting but then i have a very special place in my heart for a couple of african countries where i spent quite a bit of time i spent a lot of um quite a few trips going to south africa where i was reporting on uh the hiv um pandemic which was the pandemic before this pandemic mm-hmm. um so hiv and aids which is a really devastating illness which really held hurt a lot of people living in africa and and i loved going there and reporting on that so i think that and that some of the most interesting people i ever met in my career were in south africa so people who were just ordinary people but um just living really extraordinary lives yeah and um i've been to america but only to california and it feel, felt like a lot of different countries like you said because some of them were really hot and some of them were really cold and a lot of them were very green and then we went to i think not a desert but we went to palm springs and yeah. it was a lot hotter and yeah it was amazing and it's so interesting as well because there are so many different cultures in in california as well right so yeah so down south in the so it's sort of there's more of a latino culture and then la something different and then san francisco is something completely different again and Mm. there the united states is even you're right even california is 
because um, I think California has more people in it than Australia. So yeah, yeah so it kind of makes sense that I think I'm right in saying that. So it kind of mm. makes sense that it's um, it feels like a whole country. Yeah. Mm. Um, My cousin. Sorry, Frenchie, you go. My cousin lives in LA, and they're really loving it there. So yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, mm. and um, Francesca has the second question. What is it like being on the ABC? It's great. I love it. I feel re- <laughs> I work with really great people and um, really smart people and we uh, and really kind people as well, actually. And um, some people think that journalists aren't very kind people. And if we need to, we can be tough. But actually, um, the people that I work with are all really, really, really lovely. And I think the reason that we work for the ABC is because this is this goes for other news outlets as well. But we really, we really value public broadcasting, and we value the doing the stories that sometimes more commercial stations or newspapers can't do. But we do the ones that um, really are very important to show all of Australia and all of the world. And and I really like that about about my employer. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, and and uh, yeah, um, the working on the ABC would be amazing. But like you said before, having to wake up at three o'clock every morning is very crazy, very hard, crazy, crazy. Early. Yeah, <laughs> um, it is. It is pretty hard. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, are you very tired by the end of the day? I am, and if you ask my children, they'd tell you I'm a bit grumpy too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the third question we have is, what are some of your best tips for presenting and broadcasting? Um, and I think me and Francesca need these tips because we need a lot of work. <laughs> no. Can I say you guys, you two are doing such a great job because what you are is you're really being yourselves. And that's my number one tip for presenting or broadcasting is to always be yourself and yes. to be and to be curious. And you're both of those things. So I think that you're really doing a fantastic job already, both of those Thank things. You. Thank you for the advice. Yeah, yeah. The other thing um, is always to be prepared. So yeah. you, you want to try and prepare beforehand. So read as much as you can about the subject that you're uh, going to be interviewing someone about or presenting mm-hmm. as much as you can so that you go in with as much knowledge as possible because you need always need to remember that for some people listening to you or watching you, this may be the first time that they've ever heard about a story. So you, you need to know as much as you can about what, what you're talking about. Yeah. So, yeah, I reckon be yourself, be curious and be prepared. They're probably my three top tips. Thank you. Um, and definitely I'll think about that one, especially being prepared because I'm not the most organised person. <laughs> no, um, you, you've been really organised, organ- I've been extremely <laughs> impressed and very on time with your all of your predictions. So I have to say, <laughs> well done because you're very professional. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and Francesca has the fourth question. What was a tough but valuable, valuable experience during your career? Huh. Well, I've had a couple of tough experiences where I haven't properly checked my facts beforehand, Ooh. and I have had to either issue a cor- yeah, and have had to issue a correction. 
which is something that a journalist never, ever wants to do. You never want to stand up and say, actually, I got that wrong. And so I've had to do that on a number, on probably mm, three, maybe four occasions. And um, that's really embarrassing. So <laughs> that would be something that I'm pretty good at now is checking and double checking and triple checking that everything that I'm saying or have written uh, is factually correct. Um, another one that I did really early in my career was uh, I had a, I was very, very junior. It was my first year out of university. And for the first time ever, I got to do an interview with a state minister. So I was in Queensland and he was the minister for transport. And I hadn't properly thought about my um, questions and I didn't really know what I was talking about. And I just ended up asking him some really silly questions and it was very embarrassing. So, (laughs) (laughs) so be prepared, I think. And yeah, and double check, double check. Triple check. Yeah, triple check, check. exactly. Um, and yeah, that would be difficult. And like you said, a couple of times, quite embarrassing if you had to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So then the fifth question is, tell us a bit about working at the BBC. So that was great. So the BBC is like the ABC, but five times the size or six times the size. And um, so I got to travel a lot working at the BBC, which is terrific. The other thing that I really loved about working at the BBC was I worked at a part of the BBC, which is called the World Service, which is their um, international facing radio, their, their, their radio station for the rest of the world, basically. And... Uh, so I got to work with people from all over the world. So I met working with people from Egypt and from Vietnam and from Switzerland and from France and from Ethiopia. And that was wow. just awesome because I got to meet all of these different people from all over the world and experience cultures from all over the world. And I think that that's really important um, for understanding where we are in the world and for understanding each other is to to understand other cultures and that was one of my favorite things about working at the bbc yeah, yeah and um when you said that you worked in the um the world for the international department there um does that mean that you, what you broadcasted was all over the world or did you just yeah <clears throat> yeah all over the world yeah so wow, that's amazing yeah, so that was amazing and that and that also really means that you need to double and triple check everything that you're saying because yeah. literally millions of people were listening to what we said. So you had to get it right. And um <clears throat> yeah, so it's it's you know, it's it's in, it's important to to always remember um your audience and that you might be the only bit of news that someone in a village in central Ethiopia gets so you need to make sure that it's correct yeah yeah and a lot of pressure I'm sure that would be sometimes yeah look it is pressure all jobs have pressure all jobs have different pressures um so but it can get stressful especially especially when you're doing things 
to a really tight time frame, which journalists do a lot. And it's nice that you can um, deliver that news to those villages, um, especially Ethiopia. I'm not sure what that is. Yeah, that's a, that's a country. That's a country in in Eastern Africa. It's a huge country. Lots of lots of wow. desert, but a really ancient, and uh, yeah, very ancient and important civilization in in humanity. Actually, so maybe you guys will get there one day. <laughs> Hopefully, that would be really cool to visit. Yeah. Um, and Francesca has these six questions. This is not on the questions, but what do you do before you go onto the TV? Mm. I have a couple of coffees and I sit in makeup for about 30 to 40 minutes every day. So we have um, two makeup artists. So one will do my hair, one will do my face. And that takes a long time because you need heavy makeup to go on television. which means that consequently on the weekends I hardly wear makeup at all because I just don't want to do it because I have to do it for my job so I don't like doing it on the weekends <laughs> and I so I get up at three o'clock in the morning and I um, make myself a cup of tea at home and then I catch a cab into work and I'm at work at my desk by a quarter to four and I start reading through all of the newspapers and all of the news that's come in overnight and then I decide what news I'm going to put on the TV that day in my area which is finance um, and I'll start writing my stories and I go into makeup about five o'clock come out half an hour later finish writing my stories and then I'm on air at six o'clock wow yeah it's pretty That's busy very, yeah very you'll schedule if if you came into my office you would see me running a lot <laughs> yeah um whereabouts is your office is it, is it in the city or it's on South Bank uh, in Melbourne. Yeah. So it's a big, yeah, it's a big ABC office there. Still in Melbourne, that's good that you don't Yes. Know. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, um, very, very busy. And Francesca yeah. has the sixth question again. <laughs> How did you start your career? So, well, I explained a little bit of that at the beginning. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, so I, I initially wanted to study law um, to become a lawyer, but I didn't get the marks to go and study law at university. And in the end, I'm really glad about that because I've had a really fascinating career and it's been, it's allowed me to travel a lot and I'm really pleased that I, I didn't get those marks. So there you go. It it turns out you never know what path, um, what alternative path you're going to go down. So I studied at journal at university. I studied journalism and French after I came back from living in France for a year. And then I, uh, in my last year of university, I did an internship every day. Sorry, every Friday. So every Friday for the last six months of my university, I worked for free at the ABC, just learning. Um, I wasn't getting paid, but I was getting really great experience. And um, so that was terrific. And that, and then that helped me get a job. That's great. And you didn't really um, know that you would... We had um, Amelia Malore was one of our guests. And I think she said something um, about how she didn't always plan on being an author. And then she ended up loving it. So it's kind of like 
you didn't necessarily plan on being a journalist, but you ended up doing it and loving love it. That. Yeah, that's right. And I think that's the thing about life. You know, we always think that we have to plan things out and get them right from the get go. And sometimes things don't work out. And actually, sometimes that can be the best thing for us that things don't work out yeah. the way we thought they were going to. Yeah. Some mistakes are helpful. That's right. Um, and we have the seventh question before we'll ask you the key, the key three. And the seventh question is, what inspired you to get into TV presenting? Um, I kind of just accidentally fell into TV presenting because when I went to Washington, I was working as a radio correspondent, but then I just ended up being the only um, reporter in the studio on weekends. And so I had to do all the TV on the weekends. And so, yeah, it kind of just accidentally happened. But I quite like TV presenting because I did a lot of speech and drama when I was at school as well and a lot of debating. And so it feels quite natural doing that kind of um, performative aspect and talking to people feels really natural to me. Yeah, and another, like, mistake, or not mistake, but another... um... Just accident yeah yeah something just happened yeah, yeah. And, then, and then we ended up in that in that role yeah exactly okay um so those were all the seven questions that we had made for you and now we'll do the key three okay so um i think francesca's going to ask yeah. the first the key three yeah if you could give your younger self one piece of advice what would it be Oh, that is a really good question. So I think my advice to myself would be to try and be better prepared to some for some things. So to try not to just wing it, um, which I did a lot <laughs> early in my career, but to try and be a bit more a bit more deliberate and just do a little bit more hard hard work i think before yeah. before i do some of the the um yeah be a bit more assiduous in my preparation i've got better as that as, as, at that as i've gotten older and yeah. i think that's a really good life skill to have um and the next question is um kind of similar to what you just said but maybe the same thing or maybe different but do you have any advice for our listeners wow who are your listeners um well we hope well we don't hope um it can really be anyone but mainly young girls like our age or even a bit older is what we're aiming for yeah that's so good and i just think that that's fantastic that you two are broadcasting and podcasting to girls of your own age that's really brilliant so I think that yeah so I think that what I would say is um my advice would be to work to work hard at school but don't think that you have to have all of the answers straight away so work hard but also what happens at school and I know that lots of people tell kids this but what happens at school doesn't necessarily mean that that's what you're going to be for the rest of your life I always give an example as I worked with a lovely man in the United Kingdom so in London 
in London who was 40 and he didn't become a journalist until he was about 35. And he used to have a fruit shop and he had a wife and kids and he had this fruit shop and he thought, you know what, all my life I've wanted to be a journalist and instead I've ended up running this fruit shop but I'm just going to give being a journalist a crack. And so at the age of 35, he took himself off to a place called Bosnia, which was at that time in a war zone. And he just started reporting from there, which is pretty amazing and also pretty dangerous and pretty risky, but he did it and it paid off for him. And you know what? He decided to do that when he was 35. And that's when most people think, oh, you know, maybe it's too late for me and I need to look after my wife, my kids, or I need to look after my partner and all my kids or my parents, you know. And he and he just went off and did it. And I think that, you know, knowing that life can take different turns to what you expect it might do is actually a really good thing and just chilling out about it. The other thing I would say is meditation is a really good thing to start early because it helps you to be chilled out. And I know that you do that a lot at school and I think that that's a really good thing. Yeah, meditation at school um, is big on it we do um well used to a lot a few um a few years ago um and we still do now but meditation either after lunch or at the start of the day just to calm us down after re- after recess and lunch and get all the energy not energy out but just yeah calm calm down I like it. yeah I think that's a really good piece of advice and the other big piece of advice that I would give is um, to do pretty much what you two are doing now which is to practice speaking in front of people and standing up and doing public speaking and speaking in front of an audience and in front of your class because that is such a terrific life skill and there'll never be a job where you don't need to do that and that is I know that that helped me a lot in my career, being able, being feel able to feel confident standing up in front of people that I don't know and people that I do know and speaking. And I think that that's a really good thing to practice. Yeah, being able to public speak is a big skill, and um, yeah, especially with class presentations and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And Francesca, the third of the key three. Who inspires you? Oh wow. Well, my favourite journalist of the moment is a woman called Laura Tingle, who is an ABC journalist. She's the political correspondent for um, uh, 7.30. And she just won't let anyone get away with anything. <laughs> so she's, she's not scared of anyone. She's not scared of the prime minister. She's not scared of ministers. She's not scared of anyone. And I just think that that's such an admirable quality. She has such self-assurance and such knowledge and she's not scared to um, use her knowledge and, and the wisdom that she's gained. And I think not being scared of anyone and, and being able to leverage off what you have learned and be a wise woman, which she's definitely a wise woman. I think that's something which I really admire. Yeah, and um, to have an idol who's in like your own profession or your own hobby or um, interest is really good because it helps you walk to work towards your goals in that area. That's exactly right, Sarah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, 
that's actually all the questions we have, all 10 of them. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming in. Um, well, not coming, um, but thank you so much for um, letting us interview you today. And um, make sure to, for our listeners, make sure to um, watch Mads on the 7.30 News in the morning on ABC. And um, thank you for listening. Thank you for coming, Mads. Thank Pleasure. Thank lovely, you so much. Lovely to meet you, Sarah and Francesca, and great work with the podcast. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. We love you. you. Bye. Bye.